Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au. Predict Australia's score with a crystal ball. And it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals. All thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. The driver's seat. Good start from Stephen Johnson. A really good one. Johnson leads the race. Daniel Ricciardo gives Renault their first podium. Cam Waters is our 2020 pole sitter at Bathurst. The driver's seat. Oh, in defence. That's massive. That's massive. Yes! 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 The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. Excellent job. Welcome to another huge edition of The Driver's Seat. It is race week and we are counting down to the Townsville 500. Boys, are you pumped? Yeah. Come oh, on, yeah. Matty. I'm actually pumped. Doesn't look like Matt's... Oh, Matt... Did someone tell Matt that F1 was on up there? Apparently. <laughs> well, you know what, we, Matty, we will sort out your issue in just a moment because we've got to get to... sort out my issues in just a moment well, you'll be doing well. Well, we got to get to our first guest. Uh, we're off to a ripper start here, as you can tell. Good to see you've got your mic on, Steve. But, um, yeah, thanks, mate. <laughs> but really? you know what, we've got to get to our Ryko Filters feature interview. Thanks to Ryko Filters. Ask a mechanic for Ryko Filters, the professional choice. And you know what? Every time we get this guest on, I have to make him a brand new intro. It is going to be another win at Sydney Motorsport Park for Nick Perkett. Perkett to the top with a 12-2. That lap has come from nowhere. Well done, Nick Perkett and everybody at Brad Jones Racing. Yes, he is, of course. He's long-term with Brad Jones Racing for the conceivable future. Please welcome back to the driver's seat, the one and only Nick Perkatz. How are we all going? Ah, hey, Nick. Sorry. I'm not laughing at you, Nick. That was, as usual, a really good uh, intro. But um, Matty decided to try to... laughing at McKeldin not to... Well, I was actually laughing at McKeldon, mate, because he was speaking into the wrong mic and it wasn't even on. (laughs) I'm sitting here going, what's going on here? Yeah, I'm sitting here going, hang on, are my earphones in? Am I turned up? Why can't I hear mic? Stevie J, turn the right microphone on, you idiot. Anyway, there we go. Professionals. Hey, mate, uh, welcome back to the driver's seat. It's been a little while. It has. It's um, great to hear your voices again. My intro, you know, it's it's all good. Normally we have fun when we talk, so it's... Looking forward always, to it. Always. Always. How's Townsville? You're up there now? Yep, got here today. It's it's lovely, nice and warm. Get out of Melbourne. Um, just, uh, yeah, kind of laying low this afternoon and then into it tomorrow, which is it's nice to be get to do sponsor visits and, and stuff like that again. Obviously, we had all of last year. That wasn't really happening. So the last um, few months has been nice to go and visit all the team sponsors and you know, personal sponsors and, and have people come through the garages again and actually go to their workplaces even and See what they've all been up to. So it's um, it's actually quite fun to go do appearances. It must be looking forward to the weekend, mate. I mean, uh, last year is you know you knew we were going to bring it up, cracker, cracker last year, especially qualifying. So um, to be honest, 
a week ago, we probably did, you probably didn't even know if we were going to actually be going there. So uh, that's got to be a positive, and obviously, last year's results got to be a positive as well. Yeah, exactly. Firstly, um, it is good to actually be here, and then on you know with a, a double header too, because like you said, we didn't really know if we'd be coming up, um, and yeah, it was kind of like a weird little period there for four or five days where I was kind of at home, and I'm thinking. Do I need to be kind of gearing up for a big 250k race next Saturday, or what are we? What's going on here? So, um, yeah, pumped to be back here, and then yeah, obviously the car was fast last year in qualifying trim. Didn't quite have the tire life we wanted in in race trim. We kind of um, somehow we flipped it. Normally we have mega tire life, qualify a bit weak, but here last year we, we put it on pole, and then we couldn't actually get the the tire to hang on. So, um, yeah, hopefully we can find a happy medium this year. So let's talk about this year. If you were, and we're going to we're going to give our mid year marks a little bit later on in the show, but what would you say that you and Brad Jones Racing would attract from a from an A B C D? What tell tell us about your year so far? Um, oh, probably a B minus, maybe. Okay. Um, yeah, we've had yeah we rolled out at Bathurst and instantly had. Um, mechanical issues on the engine side so you know we didn't even compete on the first day so put us on the back foot and then um, you know Tasmania we we lacked a little bit well there's only needs to be a little bit of Tasmania and quality trim and and obviously we qualified last at tail and bend with a (laughs) high pressure issue so you know we had we've had a little bit a few too many issues along the way and um, I think you know tail and bend after that terrible qualifying session um, from then on, we haven't really looked back. We've qualified in the top 10 every time. We're racing up there back where we felt we, we should have been. Uh, but, yeah, it just felt like a little bit of a, a hard, difficult start that, you know, crazy little things were going on and it just wasn't working out for us. So, yeah, I'll it's, say, it, I was gonna say it's funny. Is it, surprising. Yeah, I was going to say it's funny because Bathurst, you know, you had those little niggly problems, but on a positive note, at least the doors stayed closed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Second, uh, tail and bend. Yes, uh, that uh, on tail and bend on the on the scale of A's and and D's and I, I think I don't even think did I get a D or an E at school? Probably did. Uh, well, you wouldn't have got a C or a B. I'd give you the strong. Probably team. in Chinese language, I got an E because I was no good. Um, so quality was an E there, but your race mate was an A. Like talk about a massively contrast weekend uh, for for that race at least. You know, to be able to come from the back and uh, and get what P four was it. You almost made the podium. Um, somewhere there, yeah. We had a, we were having a big battle with Anton there for third. Yeah. So it was um it was good, but yeah, that was um you know we just had a massive miscalculation on the wet tire pressure because actually in practice in the wet because um, the sessions always started wet in practice on the slick or the wet I was comfortably the first or second fastest guy out there for the, all the practice sessions. So when we qualified back there, we knew it was um not correct, and we. Yeah, you know, we had faith. I said to a few people before the race, you know, we'll be back. We'll be back in the top six come the end of this. And there we were. So just on that Taylor bend, there's some fairly well-played footage of you blowing up deluxe with your engineer. Were you just discussing what you were going to have for dinner that night or what were you actually saying? So this is after the... The qualifying session? Yeah, yeah. There, there's no, I, I, there's, there's no one's actually come out and said what you were actually saying there. Um, to be honest, I think we were both saying the same thing. 
Um, you want to go just, home? Just very loudly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I just get it. We just get filmed a bit more. Um, yeah, AE was as angry as me and it was just, you know, frustrating. It's, um, you know, we don't, especially in car eight, like qualifying out the top 10 is not acceptable, let alone qualifying last. <laughs> yeah, um, it was not good. So, yeah, I think it was just trying to really get across the point of, like, where that car was at. Um, obviously, a timesheet told us, but, you know, it was... It felt like I was driving a shopping trolley out there. I didn't even through that fast right handers. I didn't even have to turn in; just lift the throttle. So, um, oh, wow. it was um, pretty crazy. So, uh, yeah, I think um, it was just a bit more of frustration because you know we we came into that qualifying session. We're like, hold on, it's wet here. We're we're on, and then yeah, ah, went opposite land, and <laughs> that was us. Apparently, you weren't. But you must see something in the no. team, mate, because you've re-signed and you've re-signed for a little while. Yeah, exactly. It's. Um, yeah, you know, I've always been a big believer of um, kind of not, uh, oh, I guess, you know, being in the one place is definitely helpful. You know, you get a good relationship with your engineer, mechanics, the whole crew. Um, you know, and obviously, you know, Brad's come out and said it. He's relies on me, you know, to, you know, try and get the job done. And, you know, I rely on him to give me the opportunity to do it. So it's, we have a good relationship and, um, yeah, it, it was pretty easy. He's, um, He's more than a boss. We're, yeah, we're good, good friends, and I think we're just at the back of the toolbox at Bathurst. And we're like, oh, we should probably just go again. And he's like, yep, um, <laughs> sounds good. And that was that. Um, so yeah, it was a, it was a pretty easy decision. Another zero on the contract, maybe. Ah, oh, a couple. Yep, <laughs> a couple. Go <laughs> easy on the one, McKeldon. It was a couple. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Hey, mate. Um, obviously, you. I mean, your full time career has um, basically been only in, in the car of the future era, hasn't it? So I want to get your thoughts on how you feel about a mid-year switch to the new Gen 3. Um, you know, especially, you know, you've been really vocal about Gen 3 and paddle shift and all that, which I, everything that you've said, I 100% agree with. Yep. Um, you know, Good. give us, you know, give us your, your feeling on that and, and how that's sort of transpiring at the moment. Yeah, that's going to be very interesting. I remember the first time I drove... The current chassis, so Car of the Future chassis, I was the first one to drive it for HRT. I was doing Super 2 with them. Um, and obviously the previous, the, you know, whatever we call it, the... Oh, um, the, 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 the Car of the original supercars. Yeah, yeah. Car, Car of the past. Car of the past. Yeah, Car of the past. And I remember when I first drove the Car of the Future, I thought, holy hell, this thing is different. Like, obviously we hadn't developed it yet. It was just the first day out. I think we were at Calder Park and it felt pretty pretty interesting and loose so yeah it'll be i i don't mind the idea of bringing the car in mid-season but i do think we're offering a, a fair advantage to triple eight um and even maybe tick fit or djr you know they're going to be a long way up the road on say where we are with knowing what that car can do um so yeah it's it's going to be hard i think to do a mid-season swap and and have a level playing field. I think that's mm. probably the nicest way to put it. I think, I think, but looking back, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, when the Car of the Future did roll out for the first year, was it 2013? 2013, yep. I think so, yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, BJR were the ones that were absolutely on top of They're it, especially it. The, rear yeah. end, the, like yeah. the rear end of the car. And you guys were just on fire for the first 
two to three rounds before the bigger teams, if you want to call it that, slowly started to chip away at, at your advantage. Yeah, hundred um, percent. And that was obviously they did good work over the off season, and mm-hmm. you know they had some pretty cool ideas of how to make it work back then. And um, yeah, it worked. But bring it in mid season, it is definitely a little bit different. You know, if we're just you know, it all comes down to mm-hmm. people power really, and and having a, enough crew and everything to be running a car at main game level, and then building one to that you've never built before to be testing and, and run at that same level. So I think it'll be it'll be difficult, but um, it's going to fire out. It's going to throw a spanner in the works. Whoever's leading the championship, you'll be nervous as you have to jump in a different rig the following weekend. Yeah, totally. Totally. So, um, mate, I just want to quickly move to Bathurst. You've, you've got a co-driver in Dale Wood, hugely experienced, obviously. How confident are you that you guys will be able to get the job done this year? And, and how confident are you with Dale? Yeah, he's um, great to get on board, obviously. Dale's driven with BJ before, um, and then he's, he drove in the cool drive car um, not too long ago as well, and then he was quite fast last year with Rick. So, yeah, he was a, a great get. And, um, you know, for me, it was just get someone in there who's just, you know, year in, year out, jumping in as a co-driver, and they're fast. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I had a great co-driver with Tom Randall last year, and I think, you know, got equal opportunity having Dale alongside me. So, so far, so good. He hasn't uh, moved anything too far when he's come and driven the car. <laughs> he runs a little seat, like booster seat in his um, race suit, so he's got a huge ass. He loves it um, <laughs> to make sure he can see the steering wheel. So he'll be right. And, you know, it's, it's good. It ties in well. He's also supported by Tim Kinnear, a good supporter of mine as well. So oh, there we go. Really fits in well. There we go. That's the McKeldon line, isn't it? Get a sponsor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Hey, Not Nick, we got um, we got a message in actually uh, from one of our uh, wonderful listeners saying here, with Nick now re-signed with Bradigan, does he does this mean he stays on the same money as before? Because Brad would say, "There's no cash here." Jeez, <laughs> 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 uh, I know. Same. Same honestly, but honestly, lunch every how, time. <laughs> how hard does it? How hard does it? Is it? You know, like moving forward in in this day and age, with you know, we we know what the money and the tough. commercial yep. side of things is yep. like, and everyone, no, no matter who it is, they all want to get paid more. You know, like I mean, there's no one yeah. there that say, oh yeah, okay, I'll yeah, I'll do it for a bit less. I'm having a good time. So, <laughs> um, you know, so how sure. do you? Is it is it getting harder and harder every time you've got to have these? Obviously, contract negotiations with what's happening with you guys, what with anyone for the future. Yeah, I think um, I'd say that the driving group probably there was definitely a bit of a purple patch there for a few years or a lot of years where there there's some crazy money for driver salaries. But I think now everyone has to be respectful of the teams as well um, and making sure that you know they can put the car on the track. So I think you know I think we're all pretty sensible now, with, especially with what happened in the world with the COVID and all that. So, you know, for me with Brad, it was, um, you know, if he offered a bit more, I was happy, happy to take it, but it wasn't a, a sticking point or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess, you know, you got to also back yourself. I think I've done a pretty good job for him over the years and, you know, even come teammates and stuff, you know, I'm kind of lobbing around the top 10 championships and others have been outside the top 15. So it's pretty, uh, you know, it's a pretty good little situation I'm in with Brad. 
Yes, yeah. team leader. Absolutely. Try to be. Well, at the, <laughs> at, well, at the moment, Nick, I'm pretty sure Mark Winterbottom's uh, staring at that 30, 30-odd point deficit between you and him. And at the uh, run of bad luck that he's been having, uh, I think that might be eaten up very quickly this weekend. But, mate, uh, it's always a pleasure to get you on board the driver's seat, big fella. And uh, when you do, just pass on a message to your teammate Todd Hazelwood for me because after Darwin, yep. uh, that wonderful Pizza Hut promotion he had, got me a free pepperoni oh, yeah. pizza. So, uh Please, please I think pass. he's out in the town tonight in Townsville bloody spruiking the car around trying to get people to get free pizzas. Oh, we'll, we'll make sure that he stays away from the mad cow. And uh, good luck this <laughs> weekend. Do you remember, the, ma- the, remember the mad cow, Nick? Remember a couple of years ago at the mad night. cow, the Sunday night parties <laughs> at the mad cow? Oh. Boy, oh boy. I've never I've never been to an after party before. I don't yeah. know what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. No, actually, no, I agree. Well, well played. Well, no, no, I, don't, I, I distinctly do not remember you and I having way too much to drink, I think, at, I don't know, some party two or three times. That must have been another Nick Perkett you were thinking yeah, of. Yeah, that was another yeah. Nick Perkett. I don't remember that. That was his doppelganger. His what? His doppelganger. <laughs> yeah, he just rolls out the, the Perkett dummy. He goes. There you go. Yeah. That'd be handy, wouldn't it? Well, Nick, we, yeah, we appreciate it. Thank you for the time to chat with us here on the driver's seat, mate. Go well this weekend. We know you can, uh, you've can. Right. got some pretty good speed on those streets of Townsville. And uh, best of luck this weekend. We'll chat to you soon. Thanks, guys. Always a pleasure. Here we go. Nick Perkat, our feature interview for Ryko Filters, the professional's choice. How does that sound, boys? Nick Perkat, team leader. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Like, you, you can see where he's obviously started, where he's been. We've all known and seen Nick as a young fella moving up through, and he was quite young and, and definitely not the team leader when he went to Brad Jones Racing. Mm. And all of a sudden, you know, you don't often see that sort of loyalty, um, especially when you're that good, you know. Sure. And I think Nick's very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think that that's, that's a really good thing to see that he's putting the time in and he's very happy where he is and, Hey, I'm not saying that if he didn't get offer offered a DJR or a Triple Eight drive, he wouldn't go. But uh, I, I think it was he put it in the press that he'd actually spoken to Roland about that drive, and it yeah. was quickly told that was not happening. So yep. committed where he's got the job and he's mm-hmm. got the money and he's got the leadership role. So yep. press on, good on him. Yeah. Um, this is the driver's seat. We look forward to see what he can do on the streets of Townsville. BJR were very fast there last week, but uh, we're off and running here on the driver's seat. Excellent start. It certainly was, Gary. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We do it as always. I don't know. I didn't have my microphone on, so I don't know how excellent it really was. Can you hear me, Buck? (laughs) (laughs) Um, We do it thanks to Kubota. Kubota implements Crone and Great Plains, implementing a great partnership. We've got a massive show. Malcolm Owens will join us in just a moment, but we've got to get to our big moment. We'll do that next right here on The Driver's Seat. This is The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Welcome back to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. <laughs> Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Uh, right now, it is time for our Bendix Breaks Big Moments. Now on The Driver's Seat, another Bendix Breaks Big Moment. Put your foot down with confidence. Bendix Breaks. And uh, jump on the text line if you want to get involved, 0433 98 uh, A couple of people have made light. That <laughs> would, you stop, laugh- would you stop laughing, Steve Johnson? I just 
that Bendix breaks big moment <laughs> is really fitting, wasn't it, really? We, uh, all, all I will say during the break was better in than out, Steve. That's <laughs> all I'll say off air. for you. Off air. I'm glad out. everybody can't hear us off air. Yeah. Yes. Um, man, there wasn't much happening at the start of the show, so it seemed to be <laughs> hit back with more there. It was a bit of a damn technical why, issue. Why, why me? <laughs> but uh, nonetheless, hey, look. There is basically only one big uh, bit of news that came out this week, and that is, of course, the cancellation of the AGP and MotoGP. And uh, right on cue on the old text line 0433981116 if you want to get involved, Michael's posed a good point. With not having both Formula One or MotoGP, how much impact does that have on Australian motorsport in general? I'll put it to you, boys. I think it's huge. I honestly think it's huge because... Uh, you know, Formula One, the bosses of Formula One don't muck around. And we spoke about this just before the show, Matty, that if yeah. Bernie Eccleston was still yeah. involved, he would go, Australia, you're out. Yep. No more Grand Prix if you're going to yep. do this to us. We'll find someone else to pay well, us the money. Absolutely. So I yep. think it's it's huge and it could be massively uh, it could massively impact Damaging. not only Victoria, but the whole of motorsport in, in this country. I mean, Nimsy, I, I think, like, I don't want to get too political. And we've known this was potentially coming, you know, internally. There was a lot of discussion as to whether this was going to happen. But I think what I struggle with is two things. Every time you turn on a news bulletin right now and every time you see anything to do in the media, it's all get vaccinated, get vaccinated, get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. The reason that they're not coming is because they don't, they will not, the Formula One teams, they will not quarantine, quarantine for two weeks prior to getting out. I, and I get that. The reality of Formula One is it works inside a bubble. Everyone is vaccinated inside that bubble. Um, all the team members, all the crew members, all the catering, the drivers, all that kind of stuff. If you're not vaccinated, you basically do not get to work within that realm. All the commentators, all the TV people. So I don't understand why this government who is telling us, and governments all around state and federal are telling us to go and get vaccinated because it's the way out. And then you've got a sporting group who are entirely vaccinated and will have been for months and months and months, will not allow them to come in and run a Grand Prix. I mean, I just find it. But we can run State of Origins and we can run. Correct. uh, Australian, Australian Open. Yep, Australian Open, all that kind of stuff. And we've said right off the bat that Australia was the envy of the world because we had so few cases. But now if you look overseas, the vaccination rate is massive. The The worms turned. worms turned. (laughs) They're now looking at us down the glasses and you just go, this is just a stupid idea. Um, Andrew Westacott was on the other day and you could tell that he wanted to launch. You could tell that he wanted to launch a tirade against the decision that had been made. So I, I... I, I I just don't get it. We're talking November. Mm. So, and these teams are bubbled and they're vaccinated. And we, you just made a great point about state of origin. You let 50,000 people in who haven't been vaccinated. And, and we do that. And yet with this sport, and the other thing I suppose, Nimsy, that really upsets me probably the most. It's just massive double standards. It's massive all. double standards, Steve, but... The number that I heard bandied around was that there are 12,000 people, jobs-wise, connected to the running of the Melbourne Grand Prix. 12,000 people. Because they haven't suffered enough in lockdown in Victoria, and now you want it, you're out and you're successful, and now you want to take the, the, a level of likelihood away from that 12,000 people again? Let's not mention that I mean, right now Melbourne's actually the place to be. Totally. 
So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, ironically, who, you know, <laughs> who makes these decisions? Who arbitrarily makes these decisions without consulting their constituents? I, I think don't I, get it. And whoever made this decision, you suck. Like you suck. I think at one what of you're the doing. I think one of the other uh, um, couple of points too. First off, uh, like in regards to the Australian Open, because that's being talked about being under threat as well. Uh, now all the tennis players did do the two week. Of quarantine, yeah, uh, which we, year? Because oh, sorry, we did, this year, yeah, which because we fine. didn't have a vaccination yeah. available next True. year, wasn't yeah. built then. True. Uh, I, I bet you they won't be doing two weeks, but um, to start it next year. Well, yeah, this is it, and uh, you know, a lot can happen between now and November. I mean, before Winton, uh, Melbourne was pretty much the place where you didn't want to be. Uh, we're a week before Townsville, and well, we're a, week, we're a show before Townsville, and uh, Melbourne's the place where everyone wants to be. But yeah, uh, right. the other thing is that I think I'm going to point out too is. I think it's also a bit of a PR thing because it's the age old, if you're not letting Australians back, but you're letting in all these Formula One millionaires, then what's going on there? Oh, what a load of crap. I mean, I get it. I, I, I think you're right, Nimsy, but what a load of political crap that is. Yep. That is just crap. Get If you're an Australian overseas and a friend of mine's just come in, he's had COVID and he's vaccinated again now and he's doing two weeks lockdown in Sydney. He can come back from LA. So... In November, why can we not get a, a fully vaccinated crew of people into this country without having to subject them to get a you're vaccinated, get another test on the plane, get another test as you land, and get it all done and get these cars racing and these bikes racing? I just think it's crap because you're right, Stevie J, and everything that you say next year or the year after, or whatever, that we may have a contract in place right now, but contracts are nothing, they're, they're not worth the paper they're written on, and so. We may lose this. We Australia, we may lose a MotoGP and a Grand Prix. And uh, the Grand Prix, which is usually the one that starts the year, which oh, is we're probably not the, that the biggest. Oh, no, we're not getting that next year. That'll, that's be, uh, that'll be April probably. That's done. Oh, yep. It's just, I mean, it's just crap. It's just crap. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that was like it. Basically, they can suck a big fat one, whoever did that decision, <laughs> is what you're saying, man. Oh, Stevie J, controversial, but yes. <laughs> Eat a bag of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was our Bendix Breaks big moment. Put your foot down with confidence. Bendix Breaks, Australian technology for all weather confident braking. Let us know what you think. 0433981116 is the number. This is the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. We get to your texts in just a moment. And on the other side of this, we'll slide open the doors to the Classic Cars Corner. This is the driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. We've been doing it for over 40 years, in fact, making us tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together. You are listening to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Uh, if you want to be a part of the show, text in 0433981116. Do you want to go through some of the texts before we open the classic cars corner? Oh, did you see yeah. uh, Peter from Montebay, our regular uh, listener, text in every week? Tonight's start of the show was the best ever. Thanks, Pete. Oh, is that because is that your mic was on Because you, you couldn't were, hear me, Pete? Is that were, what you're saying? You were speaking into the wrong fluffy thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway. Uh, um. <laughs> just, I just wish that we had face vision, or maybe you could, maybe you could put that up, Nimsy, on our uh, on our socials later. When we'll pop it up on the app. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pop it up on the app just to to see my reaction to Matt speaking into the wrong microphone with this. <laughs> Dopey look on his face going, oh, No, going mate, that's on? a dopey look I always have. No, 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 it's not. You're very hey, intelligent. Just quickly, boys, we just received a text message from um, uh, someone telling us that we're probably a little bit harsh about the Grand Prix there, that his wife hasn't been able to see her ailing parents in the UK for two years, and the people are not being permitted to see their dying parents, and we're worried about a motor race. Look, uh, look I, 
please don't misunderstand me. That's two different things. Um, I think it's absolutely disgraceful that you haven't been, your wife hasn't been able to see her parents for two years. I think it's absolutely disgraceful. Of course it is. Massively empathetic and it's a terrible situation. The borders, you've got to understand and remember what Steve said there. There is a massive double standard that's going on here. Governments seem to be able to pick and choose what sports they allow and don't allow. It's very and different probably, to the situation and, you're talking. And, and people, and people, what they allow and don't allow to come back into the absolutely. country. Look at the cricketers. Absolutely. And I've yeah. got to tell you, there is not a person in this country that if you said to them, we are going to close down every single sport, international and national, coming into this country, no AFL, no rugby league, no motor racing, no cricket, no lawn bows, no basketball. No tennis. But the payout for that is that you will be able to go and see your ailing parents or have your, you know, be free to travel to do that sort of stuff. There, I wouldn't imagine there's one person in this country that wouldn't stand by that and say, absolutely. So I get what you're saying, but it is crap. It's nonsensical. It doesn't, un- it doesn't make sense. And it's utterly hypocritical. So I respect you. I respect your view there. And of course, our thoughts are you, with you and your family and your wife and, and her parents in the UK. And hopefully they get there quickly. Uh, 0433981116 if you want to be part of the program. No, it's not the Neil Mitchell show. It is the driver's seat. Yeah, but, no, um, sorry about that. That well, was very Neil Mitchell, look, wasn't it? Sorry. Let's, 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 get, uh, let's talk a bit. Let's get back on track and talk a couple of classic cars with by sliding open the doors to the classic cars quarter. This is the Classic Cars Corner with Malcolm Owens for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. Were you thinking you were listening to the wrong program there, Malcolm, as we welcome him to the uh, <laughs> to the driver's seat? How are we? fired up. I, I'm good. Well, I thought we were going to get a lawn bowls update with the old fellow there going a bit crazy when he's got <laughs> the microphone on and through the Alzheimer's coming through. You do realise it's his birthday on Friday. I'm just adding him now, so he's an old man. <laughs> Shush. Hey, I'm after having brain surgery a couple of years ago, Malconi, I'm quite happy to be growing older every single day. That's <laughs> a miracle in itself. That, well, I had brain surgery. Exactly. Mate, that's called microsurgery. In most, <laughs> in, uh, most, hey, Malcolm, congrats. welcome back. Welcome back. Absolutely. It has been ages since we've had you on the show. And I thought you worried about me working blue. How about you two guys today? <laughs> <laughs> now, well, you know, like you're a Melbourneian and – I know that you are actually going to have lunch with Dan Ricardo um, in the when the when the Grand Prix was on. That's obviously not going to happen, but um, it's disappointing, isn't it? I mean, it's disappointing for Kubota. You, you were going to have some corporate. It was the whole thing. It's just a disappointing time for motorsport in in this country. I think. I think I think you're right, and, and and as you rightly said, I mean, there's bigger concerns with people, people's health, and their inability to be able to see loved ones and. Like you, I feel very, very strongly about that, and that should be the priority before any sporting or, or music event. But, yeah, I, I do agree. It does seem to be picking and choosing. You can't drive a race car, but 70,000 people can turn up at the football. So, um, yeah, um, I think everyone's doing the best that they can, but I was quite disappointed that the uh, the Grand Prix was, was cancelled, and, and I think it's a, it's a blow for Australia and a blow for Australian sport. But... Um, I guess everyone's just doing what they can do for the moment and we, we just have to, to move on and power through it and hopefully by next year we'll be back on an, an even keel and be able to hold the events that, that particularly Melbourne uh, and the rest of Australia uh, hold so dearly. Yep, mate, I wholeheartedly agree. Cheers to that one. Um, today's topic, tonight's topic, um, and this is I love this one because you and I, you and I are looking at car ads 
almost every day, aren't we, Malcolm? Uh, <laughs> the fiction no, era. Absolutely every day. <laughs> every day. Yeah, true. We the, the amount of texts I get from Malcolm and the amount of texts I send to Malcolm about cars. What do you reckon of this? Should I get that? Or what about this? He usually tells me, no, not in green. Don't buy that. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, um, there are points in these car ads that I read, and even me as a seasoned looker at ads, I don't understand, but you are more, far more experienced in this world than I am. So I want you to run through some of the jargon that gets used in these ads. Okay, look, right now, buying and selling all cars, but mainly car, classic cars, it feels like a high-contact sport. Price has been rising over the last 18 months, and we've been talking about that with the COVID tax and and why people are buying more classic cars at auctions and stuff. But what we're seeing is a lot of people out there testing the market. Sellers are looking to get 50% more for their car than they're actually worth. Sellers, uh, buyers are looking for a bargain. So it's crazy out there, you know, Gumtree, Facebook Marketplace, car sales, eBay, Shannon's, Lloyd's, Gray's, the auction houses. And I, I mean, I had an experience in the last couple of weeks where I put a car up on eBay, it sold twice, and the winning bidder just didn't, didn't even contact me. It's just a massive waste of wow. time. Mm. So it is so frustrating. So anyway, so rather than have a rant, I thought I'd uh, try and be a little bit creative and look at some of the stuff that people put in ads, which is absolutely BS. Um, mm. And it's been going on for years. The car dealers have been doing it for forever. But um, some of the ways they speak about some cars makes it sound fantastic, which proves that you might not be able to gold plate a turd, but you can certainly roll it in glitter. <laughs> and so there's a few... <laughs> So there's a, there's a few things like, um, I'll just run through a few just uh, and stop me if you've got a few of your own and um, maybe some people can text a few in. I've got about 60 here. We obviously won't have time to get through them. <laughs> um, it's just funny when I started to write these down today. It was funny. Collector's item. If you hang on it long enough, it might actually be worth something. People have put <laughs> in their ads, needs minor work. So what, what's that? Bugger, needs major work. Yeah. Um, great because it's stored stored for 20 years yeah everything's seized up and rats have eaten the seats yeah. <laughs> <laughs> burns a small amount of oil yes yeah, smokes like an iraqi oil fire <laughs> or or an oil fire in the sea in mexico one or the other <laughs> tastefully lowered the springs have been cut rides like a pig and won't pass a roadworthy <laughs> so so many of the ads I see, no time to get a road worthy. Oh, yeah, not even close. We'll need thousands spent. Yeah, um, correct. Drove well, when, drove, yeah, drove well when parked. Been in a field for 20 years and it's totally buggered. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, no books. I chucked them out because I wound 100,000 Ks off the clock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Full service history. Service by my cousin Spiro, who works at the fish market. Yeah, <laughs> you start to get into <laughs> yeah numbers. Hey Malcolm, what about the what about the what about the ones only only driven on weekends? Is yeah, that, is that like young. short for I've actually flogged the backside out <laughs> yeah. of it, and it's all yours, and it's your problem from now on. Only driven on Sundays because it's an ex race car. Exactly. <laughs> How about these ones? Look great from ten feet. The paint's knackered. Closed door paint job. It's a different colour under the bonnet. Minor clear coat peel. I see that a lot. Paint snacker. <laughs> yeah. Minor paint fade. Good for age. Guess what? Paint is buggered. Minor yeah. retouches. Paint is buggered and touch-up paint isn't even close or done with a rattle can. <laughs> minor, minor mechanical issues. Needs a new engine. How about this one, Matty? You'll like this one. 
unique opportunity to secure an appreciating asset. You know it's being sold by a real estate agent. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> can I use that in my house ads, please? Absolutely. Sure. Yeah, I can do that. That's good. About this one, celebrity heritage. So it's, you know, it's worth more because of celebrity <laughs> sitting there. So my, so my car's... My car's got celebrity heritage because I nearly ran over Bert Newton in the Channel 9 car park. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. Um, and so, I mean, if you – how do you get past all this BS? Because there is so much BS. What's – I mean, what, how do you find what you're looking for? What have you? What's the trick to seeing through all of that? Uh, you just got to look at the – and I tell you what, one thing is um, if you look at the photos – because some people will say, you know, gently driven for 50,000 Ks, but you look at the seat, the seat's torn and you can see the steering wheel's worn out, the gear knob, it's got a lot of wear. And so you go, well, that doesn't line up to, to what the kilometre reading says. So obviously it's been wound back or something else has happened. And another one I see a lot of is um, people say um, one, one lady owner, but then the car's photographed at McDonald's with P-plates on it. So what does that tell you? you know, and this, this <laughs> stuff's real, you know, it's... You're all one lady owner. Yeah, a, a, a lady who loves track days and won the burnout competition at last summer's <laughs> summer nights, yeah. <laughs> or loves who, who parks by Braille. Yeah, touch, that. yeah. Touch I mean, parking. Touch parking. Parks by Braille. <laughs> a mature owner, yeah. The car's got more hits than Elvis. I mean, it's just <laughs> ridiculous. Or, you know, And you see some of these things like, Includes personalised plates. Sorry, Dazza seventy one has really no interest to me. I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> or it's my, uh, what's, my good... what's the worst of all the things that you've read and then decided to actually go and view or buy? What would I'm putting on the spot here? What would be one of the worst things you've ever seen where you just, you literally get to the car and you go, what, King mate, of spin kind of thing. When, yeah. When are you, when are you going to bring out the car that you advertise? Cause this ain't it. That's usually got to do with rust. And I've been caught on this. Um, and, and look, probably my own fault that sometimes I've bought sight unseen and, and the amount of stuff that I buy, sometimes you need to do that because you can't always jump on a plane or, you know, you, know, you just sometimes have to take a chance. And, um, a couple of times I've bought a car and it says minor rust, like, uh, and you should not. There's one bit of rust, there's probably more. So one piece yeah. of rust the size of a 10-cent piece or a 5-cent piece, yeah, that's the visible rust. What about the rest of it? And you get it and the chassis rusted out and the rails are rusted. The things are like holes in the floor. It's a complete mess. And then people have done a quick blowover. Um, you know, it's just the rust you can see. And, and even if you're looking at it to see it, you know, it, it, sometimes it's hard to work out exactly what's under the paint and sometimes a car with poor paint um, can be great because you can actually see what you're getting but on the other side paint is is far more expensive to redo than if you've got a, a few engine problems which might only cost you a thousand bucks or something to get right you know you see see cars you know high high case but regular use and servicing yeah it used to be a taxi now stuff like that that you can um you can really be um caught for and one i, I always see is regretful sale I regret I didn't sell it before the rust came through or the tranny started flipping. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean and, and look, you look at, at, um, at where the car is, what the condition is, and you really use the photos as, as an indicator. And, you know, I, I would say to someone that was starting out in car collecting, go and have a look at it. And if it's in the state, just let it slide because there will be another one because um, that's every time I've done that. You know, not every time I've done that, but a few times I've, I've come a cropper and gone, oh, my God, and then, had to had to do something about the 
about the car and, and I refuse to, to put um, BS in, in car ads if it's got rust, I'll say it because I don't want people coming back and I don't want people being unhappy. And um, so there's a whole lot of stuff that you need to look for and, um, you know, cheap modifications. And like one of the favourite ones that I see is they say, oh, you know, um, only only three in this um, in this configuration have been produced, so it's really rare. Yeah, it's a lime green car with orange seats. That's because no one else wanted to spec that. You know, <laughs> it doesn't mean that it's it's worth any more because it's like that. You know? and and you see other stuff. So like great project. I.e., this car will never be on the road again. You know? um, <laughs> We've just had a text interior- come in. I, I We've was just had a text you were going to read this one out. Yeah. Does that mean that I can add another fifty k to my twin cam escort because Peter Brock sat in it in Darwin in two thousand and two, anticipating yeah. bated breath? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you can prove it and you got a photo, you probably would get a bit extra for yeah, it. Yeah, You signed the glove box, absolutely. I mean, uh, apparently Dick Johnson signed Steve's uh, glove box, so that should be worth a few extra bucks. Yeah, it should um, be worth $2, double as valued at $2. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, like, what do you reckon about a Toyota Corolla that's had Chris Pither and Steve Johnson in the car? Ooh, <laughs> that could be worth a bit of money. <laughs> might, might need a, a redo of the suspension. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Only on the Johnson side of the car. It was, it was always crisp, crispy, just tipped it over the top. Stuff like you know, interior could use a tidy up, yeah, because it's been underwater. And um, you know, and, and then when you're looking at them, and if it's a 30 year old car, 25 year car, uh, old plus, so that you know it's classified as a classic, it's not going to be perfect. You know, you can get a fully rebuilt concourse, brand new paint, but you might be paying 40 or 50 thousand when your budget's 12. So if you're going to buy something that is 30 years old, there is going to be some issues, um, and you just have to weigh it up. It's not a new car. And if people say in the ads as new, it's bull because it's not even close. You know, you, you need to understand what you're buying and be aware of that. If you if you want reliability and dependability, go and buy a four-year-old Hyundai for seven grand and have the balance of the new car warranty. It won't be any fun at all. You'll be an embarrassment to your friends and family, <laughs> but you'll have a reliable car, right? <laughs> Apologies to all of our listeners who drive Hyundais. And what I've taken from that segment, Malcolm, is that if you're 50 years of age, there's a fair chance you're going to have a whole bunch of issues. Isn't that right, Steve Johnson? You're almost 50. <laughs> Come on. You got a few. I looked at you then and I really <laughs> contemplated turning my microphone off. <laughs> I'll, um, I'll, I'll share you a, a, a text that just come in uh, off air, Malcolm. Uh, but um, because I don't think I could read it here. But, um, <laughs> mate. Oh, then don't read that one. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say, I know it's popped up. I'll privately share that one with Malcolm uh, when we get to the ad break. But I think, I think what we can take away from this is look, if it does, if someone has to go to creative levels to try and sell their car, there's probably a reason for it, right, Malcolm? That's exactly right. And just do your due diligence. Look at the photos. If you've got a mate that can just drive by, because sometimes the photos always look better, particularly with the paint and the Juco. They can it looks beautiful in the photos because they've done it at dusk and it's got a soft light, and then you go there and it looks terrible from from, from three feet. And you know, a new paint job can be you know, a minimum of ten, if not twenty thousand dollars. So you do need to be careful on what you're and what you're looking at. And, of course, if you are in the market for buying a classy car and you uh, want to have an expert's eye over it, just send it here, courtesy of uh, the driver's seat. We'll pass it on to Malcolm. Of course, all care, no responsibility, and we'll get his opinion on it. So send it on through.
Happy to do it. There you go. Well, Malcolm, as always, we love it when you jump on board at the Classic Cars Corner, and uh, uh, we'll chat soon. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Here we go. As we slide close the doors to the Classic Cars Corner. That was the Classic Cars Corner. For Kubota. Building Australia. We've got to take a quick break. We'll get to your text in just a moment. You're listening to The Driver's Seat. As always, we do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Welcome back to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. And a reminder, you can rev up your smartphone with The Driver's Seat app. It's available in the App Store. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at Driver's Seat Show. Uh, it's the all-new Driver's Seat app with podcasts, interviews, news, and videos. There'll be a hell of a video going up later on tonight, I can tell oh, you that. Yeah. Uh, it is a must for all motorsport fans. <laughs> if you want to be a part of the show, you can do so live. Text in 0433981116 is the number. They're coming in thick and fast, boys. Aren't they? Well, I mean, they are because there's. it's obviously a very emotive topic, particularly pertaining to the Grand Prix. So what we'll do, boys, we'll I reckon fire. is... Go rapid we'll fire, just right? rapid fire. Tommy, uh, I think this is Tom. Yeah, Tom says the cancellation from of the Grand Prix. Is that the one? Yep, yep. Tom is a joke. Yep. Um, how can they pull the trigger so far out? It just feels like they've made the decision without trying too hard to find a solution uh, to get it to go ahead. That's Tommy from Bacchus yeah, Marsh. I agree. Um, I agree. There's one here from Jeff. Jeff from Hamilton Hill, pretty good one. Uh, 100% agree about the Grand Prix boys and anyone who uses us saying, suck a fat one, has my full, <laughs> full support. Thank you, Jeff. Absolutely, good Jeff. Idea, I'll use mark. it again. Uh, Michael texted in and said, I feel for Remy Gardner. Of course, Wayne Gardner's son in the Moto2 Championship. Looks like he's going to win it this year. And to not be in Melbourne to celebrate, mm-hmm. that would be uh, would be pretty gut-wrenching. Yep. Um, yep. We've had yes, we got Peter. Peter uh, and Cranbourne. Peter for Cranbourne. Uh, if MotoGP and F1 happen to never come back as a result of all this, what categories could possibly gain more exposure as a result? Uh, I don't think anything. I, no. don't, I don't think there's any positive no. of them never coming back. Well, no, honestly, there, we on uh, on Peter's one. We had, uh, and this is just, it's a very tiniest of silver linings here. With uh, no AGP in March, we're at least able to see a really ripper around at Sandown. Like that was the one positive that I could take from that. So yeah. supercars benefited yeah. there. Yeah. Um, so that's a little. Little sliver of uh, silver mm. lining there. Uh, we've had a text message. Obviously, from it's N- not the same as you know having no, the AGP, but no, no, no. trying from to find number, the positives here. Number ending three four two with the F one cancelled. Is it the is it the same people that made the decision about the Adelaide five hundred? Uh, there's a word in there that I won't use, but probably <laughs> their mates in politics get that. Totally agree. Um, Greg's written in. I do have a pick of Stevie J. He just couldn't fit in it. Just saying. Yeah. Okay. Probably Greg. Uh, got, nice. We got one here from. The, I can fit an escort like um, you know, like High Tower in uh, Police Academy. You pull the front the seat, seat out, yeah. and we sit in the back. Yeah. That's me. Uh, we got one here. Uh, we'll we'll wrap up on. This is from the Big G. Uh, evening, gents. Long time listener, first time live listener. Welcome, Good on you, Big, Big G. G. Awesome. Welcome, welcome. Uh, tonight, I made the extra effort to listen live as I wanted to make comments on two things from an episode two weeks ago. Firstly, Tim Edwards. Thank you for being so upfront and honest. The only thing he didn't say was that Rich Uncle Roland needs to have a Camarillo on the grid next due to sponsorship. (laughs) (laughs) That was a great interview. Uh, That was a great interview. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. And um, a big thank you to Tim Edwards for being so open and honest too. Uh, Secondly, this one's more for you, Steve, uh, Mm -hmm. via um, uh, the Cape a little bit. Secondly, Jet Johnson. Wow. What a credit to his family and friends. I was super impressed with the way he conducted himself in the interview. He'll be great for any sponsor in the future. Can't wait to 
to see him on the podium at Bathurst. Congratulations to everyone. Cheers, the Big G. Well, thanks for texting in the Big That's G. Cool. Thank Good you, on mate. You. And just one last one. Nimsy, guys, uh, everyone needs to relax. There's so many people in the world that can't see loved ones in bad situations. And I feel... Uh, everyone just need uh, everyone that can't feel for everyone that can't get there. You got to just do what you need to do. Look, I tell you what, I'm with you. If you're double vaccinated, you get free borders. See you later. Go anywhere you want. Yeah, <laughs> that's where. I, that's why oh, I'm serious. Yeah. That's what they're telling us. Got to get double vaccinated. So go and get double vaccinated. Hop on the kangaroo. Get over to London. Get over to America. Get to Canada, Italy, Spain, wherever you want to go. But bring them here. Rusty with, and another one. With an AGP not coming, I can't see Scotty Mack coming for Bathurst either. That's from Tommy. Tommy. Toowoomba. <laughs> Welcome, Tommy. Oh, mate, there is absolutely oh, how, no way. How about the other? Yeah, exactly. I don't, no that's, way. that's never happening. No, that, Scotty that, Mack's that not coming happen. back. No. Uh, what, about, what about Tommy's one here? He's, he's, he's thick and fast at the moment. If we're valuing signatures in the, if we're valuing signatures in the Johnson family, it goes Dick, Jet, then Steve. Oh, oh, that's thanks, a Tom. burn. Jeez, well, that's a... <laughs> Tommy! I'm looking, I'm looking forward to catching up with you, Tommy, at yeah. Norman Park. Good park. That'll be yeah, a you fun might, You might get one. That's what they say about the internet, Tommy. You say things on the internet that would normally get you a smack in the chops. I, reckon that was that meant might to get be you a smack in the chops, T. You reckon that was meant to be his inside voice? I, I like to. I, look, I, I very much would like to see. I'd love to see if Tom uh, at Morgan Park comes up to you, Steve. Like, excuse me, Steve. Um, is Jet here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with the autograph book. We're going to have to get a photo with Tommy, and then you'll have to do your little digital imaging thing. We're have to going to put Tommy. You know what I'll do? I'll, I'll word Jetty up and say, mate, if Tom from Toowoomba comes up and gets you in it, ask for your signature before mine. Yeah. Tell him. Phone him. You're not going to give it to him, Get rid of him because I've already told him that if he does, he's not driving the TA2 next round. <laughs> oh, he's dead to me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to a Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Keep your texts coming in 0433 98 11 16. This is The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Welcome back to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Keep your texts coming in 0433 98 11 16. Uh, how do I pronounce this again? Dol- Del- Dolby? Dolby. Dolby. Hey, Dolby. there you go. Dolby. Uh, ben. It's not Dolby, it's Dolby. Dolby. I'll tell you what, Dolby. you, you Dolby. read it because I'm going to I'm going to stuff it up. <laughs> uh, thanks from it's Ben from Dolby. Uh, evening, gents. The mention of the Morgan Park round just made me think. With everything that's going on around the country with snap lockdowns, etc., how late can ARG make the call about whether it will go ahead? Uh, FYI, I plan on making the trek down from Dolby to come and watch. Ah, oh, beauty. Oh, yeah, awesome. We'd that's love cool. to meet you. We hope. Fingers crossed. We hope. And I, I was explaining this, not explaining. I was sort of making my feelings open and mm. honest about, you know, everything that's been going on. And I said, at what point do we stop, um, it, the, you know, how long we'll do we stop? Jumping at shadows, kind of. You know, it, it, in the end, I, I understand the whole vaccination side of things and that that's very, very important. But um, we've got to, you know, we're, we're basically through halfway through or more than halfway through 2021 and, and we're still – pushing things aside and stopping things and basically stopping life and businesses and yep. people. Sydney's and, been well, locked down for another Sydney, week tonight. Just, well, well, Steve, yep. you actually bring up a very, very good point because, okay, so now it is, as you said, it's July 2021. This all happened, uh, this all came about about more than 12 months ago now. Mm. Yet how is it that we are still sort of, it? if I told you that this was, you know, March 2020, you'd be like, yep, that seems about right. 
Yeah. Because we're in the exact same spot, aren't we? Yeah, nothing's changed. We're still everyone else, they're lockdowns. out and about having fun. We've and gone through is, two financial years. And this is why we're, where people overseas are now looking down on us saying, what are you guys doing? It's like, yeah, so anyway, start. let's not go. I don't want to get political about it. Yeah. We've already had a rant about that. Um, ben, we'd love to see you at Morgan Park. To answer your question, we don't know. Um, let's just hope it's now probably, what, about five weeks away? You'd hope that. Um, and if New South Wales comes out of its lockdown – Queen, or Sydney, sorry, if Queensland stays the same and if Victoria keeps doing an amazing job, the round will go ahead. So well, let's yeah. let's all fingers crossed that it, it happens in mid-August. You've also got SMP that same month as well. Exactly. Yeah. You've got SMP, um, and then a, a, a month later we've got Sandown in Sandown. Melbourne for the final championship round of Steve's championship and my championship and all mm. that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, it, it gets busy now. And, and, you know, when you think of football and NRL and, and AFL and all that kind of stuff, we're, we're halfway through the year. We're getting to the point of finals and, you know, all that, all that sort of stuff. We're really yeah. starting to look down that barrel where mm. things cannot be easily – moved around and yeah. we're the same in motorsport. So fingers crossed we get the chance to run again. Yeah. Um just quickly though, uh we we do love to hear from you. Don't think just because, you know, we've had our say, we don't want to hear yours. Jump on board. O four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen is the text line if you want to get involved with the show. Right now though, it is time for our race rewind. That is not the right one. This is the one. <laughs> yes, I'm not the only one who messed up tonight. Oh, jeez, Louise. Excellent start. Here we go. <laughs> this is the driver's seat race rewind. Uh, we do it thanks to Gates Australia. Don't compromise. Choose Gates Premier Belts, Hose and Hydraulics. Let's take you back to the 2020 Bow Repairs Melbourne 400. Thursday, March 12th. It was the opening day of last year's AGP. Not an F1 car made it onto the track before the event was cancelled on Friday the 13th. Ominous there. Oh, funny that. But this this is this is a cool little stat that the uh, V8 sleuth boys uh, sort of alerted uh, alerted us to. Uh, So Shane Van Gisbergen and Jamie Wincup both have a pole position for a race that never ran because it still gets counted as part of your overall. Uh, career that, polls, yeah, because mm. you still did get a poll technically. You just never, you, you know, you, you never, never used, used it. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, we also had in S five thousand qualifying, James Golding scored a pole position with Thomas Randall in P two. Ricky, is it Ricky Capo? Ricky yep. Capo, yeah, yep. Ricky Capo P three, and Alex Premer in P four. And the first two rows for the only track action for TCR Australia in 2020 was Garth Tander on pole, Michael Caruso P2, Nathan Morgan P3, and Will Brown with the number one on the door in P4. It's pretty good. There like, you go. When you look and Stevie at... Stevie J didn't get to do any work that we think because I was driving <laughs> standards advisor for uh, TCR and S5000. But I'll bet my bottom dollar you still sent an invoice. <laughs> oh, I may have. I may have. I may have. <laughs> Hey, if you're away from home, hey, I was away. That's it. You send an invoice. That's all I'm saying. Yep. <laughs> it, look, you know, it, it was a great day on the Thursday. Like there was a lot of action kind of mm. going on there, and it was it was shaping up to be an absolute ball terror of a weekend. Yeah, it was. I'd love to have seen the, the TCR car. Long loaded corners for a TCR corner a TCR car. I think would have been yep. sensational. The S five thousands would yep. have been sensational. Well, we had that weekend. We had Rubens Barrichello here. We did to race as well, mm. like XF one, like. Yeah. Race winner would, would have been sensational. It was also the last time, I think, for that year that we saw Will Davison in a car. Oh, but yes. And look at from from the enduros. From yeah. and, but yeah. look at where the he was. Enduro. He was P2. He was fast. Sorry, man. he was P3, P3 uh, for race number three and um, uh, P3 again in race four. So he was very, very fast in that car. But uh, that was our race rewind. Protect your ride. 
Well, let's try that one again. You protect wide. your ride. Protect with... your wide. Oh, mate. Right. We are having an absolute hey, hey, But today. just just on that, <laughs> Ben Ben from uh, Dolby's texted Nimsy. He said, you're getting better. He's always pronounced it Dolby, and you're getting better, mate. So good on you, Ben. I like the, I like the kind words to our Nimsy. Because I ben. think he needs it tonight. <laughs> oh, mate, you are not wrong. You're absolutely not wrong there. Can you hear me, Bucks? <laughs> this is the driver's seat. We have got our mid-year report card coming up right after this. So we'd love to hear your live feedback. Text in 0433981116. We're going back to school right after this. This is the driver's seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota for over 40 years. We've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia together. This is a little tradition that we always do mid-year. It is time for the mid-year report card. It's time for the driver's seat mid-year report card. Very, very simple. What we normally do is we rank the top 10 and basically, like at school, you know, you get an A plus, a B plus, whatever, you know, in some cases. Nope. <laughs> Not us two. <laughs> well, you know, you, you get comments, feedback, constructive feedback. That's what it's all about. Sure. <laughs> now, we'll start off uh, with the back end of the top 10. Now, Will Brown, at the moment, in his rookie season, He's got six top 10 finishes out of the 19 races in his debut year. Best quality was P3 at the Bend in race nine, and his best result is P4 at the Darwin Triple Crown. How would we grade young William? We'll start off with you, Matty. How about you start off with Stevie we'll Jackson? Matty's still Steve. doing his homework. We'll, we'll, we'll Matty's sitting Steve. outside Well, of some of us have a real job that we have to do during Matty's... the day and don't have time to do all this, so you start. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm going to start. I'm going to actually give Will a C+. Plus. C+. Plus? I think... It's he's been okay, and then other times he's been. I mean, I rate him highly, so I'm probably being a bit harsh, but uh, I would have expected him to have more than six top ten finishes out of nineteen races. Mm. Personally, okay, that's that's the thing for me. Probably just, and and the reason I'm giving him a C plus is not for his good performances, is because of his consistency or his inconsistency. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that seems fair. That seems fair. Uh, Will Brown, on my behalf, I'm going with a B. I'm going with a B. He has great potential. He must keep up the hard work. <laughs> there, you're reusing a line there. <laughs> that is <laughs> such a teacher line, That's isn't it? it? Hey, my stepfather was a teacher. As you all know, for 32 years at a private school, I used to have to read this crap every single year at marking. So, mm. now, yes, has great potential. Keep up the hard work, young Wilbur. A little bit of context. Now, in 11th uh, spot on the points is Brody Kostecki with just a four-point difference. So it really is touch and go between him and young William. And he's had a podium too, P2 yeah. at Sandown. Yeah, so uh, just goes just go to show there. But uh, let's have a look at P9. Uh, James Courtney, ninth in the championship. His best is a P5 at the Darwin Triple Crown. I do feel like it's like a headmaster here. Now, he qualified <laughs> P5 twice at the Bend and once again at Hidden Valley. Um, he's had nine top 10 finishes out of the 19 races. Um, Steve, we'll go with you. How do you, how do you judge old JC? I'm going to say C- minus because, you know, you've been there, done that, won a championship, probably need to be a little bit, uh, a little bit more... I think just more close to the front. I mean, he's at the front on occasion, um, but he does often get outshone by his teammates. So um, if you ask me, I'm a school teacher, 
Grade 10 was the best four years of his life. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Maddie? <laughs> Very happy birthday to his partner, Tegan, too. If you haven't, don't know Tegan, go to James Courtney's Instagram and then look up Tegan. You will not be disappointed. Um, <laughs> James, James Courtney, I am giving a, a C-plus for his driving this year. Um, consistency is always his challenge. Yeah, you're right. His, he's his very stakes hot and cold. in the girlfriend, he gets an A plus. If you're listening, JC, uh, you've got the big. If you're listening, JC, his punching bag's very highly mounted, isn't it? Outstanding. (laughs) He's punching way above. Gives us Um, all hope for us old fellas. Eight in the championship at the moment is Anton Di Pasquale. Now he is a race winner. He won at race ten at the Bend. He's had three Armour All poles, four podiums so far. However. He has had four DNFs this season. So, uh, Stevie, we'll start off with you. Uh, I'm going to give Anton a C minus. And the reason oh, I give him a C minus. Today. But wow. I would probably give him a a an A or a B for qualifying and probably a low C to a D for racing. Oh, wow. He okay. should be higher, he? I, he, should, he should be higher. I, I rate him highly. We all do. I, like... think, I think he needs to... You know, we keep talking about consistency, so I don't want to keep talking about that. But, you know, obviously he made that little mistake at Bathurst, DNF. I think that the whole Darwin episode at Turn 1 could have been avoided if Anton didn't get basically snookered by SVG. You know, he really – SVG pulled one over on his eyes and tricked him. And he shouldn't – he should have been aware of that, you know, for the amount of racing that he's done. Mm. Uh, He's he's been overseas a lot. He's raced against some hard people before. Yep. You know, that could have all been avoided. So I think uh, that's why I'm giving him a C-. minus. But very, very quickly, could he move to a B or even a low A? That's right. So I've given him a B-. minus With the comments, he must focus on the whole season, not just one aspect of his driving. I.e. qualifying and racing. So B minus. You're That's very good at this, Matty. <laughs> well, hey. Can you no, imagine me? It'd no. take me a whole term just to write report cards. <laughs> yeah. oh, this is what I mean. This All is right. experience All talking right. here. Okay. Short short answers from now on. Right. Now, now we, uh, we move on to seventh in the championship. Nick Perkat, we just had him on the show. His best this season has been P3 at the Triple Crown, although that wasn't without controversy. He clawed his way from P26 to finish P5 at the Bend. In race nine, he's had 10 out of 19 top 10 finishes. Stevie, how do you rate the old Pur Dog? Uh, I rate uh, the Pur Dog a B minus. I think Ooh, he's doing a solid a job. <laughs> yep, solid job. Uh, hasn't, I don't think the lack of performance has been all his own doing. So a few little mistakes from the, the whole of the team's end. And he's part of the team. So uh, B minus for me. Uh, and could very, very easily... Move up a grade. Yep. We'll see this weekend. Uh, I'm going to give him a C plus. Team needs to work harder around him. Mm. Okay. For more, as we say, consistency. So C plus for me, for Percat. Do you reckon if he was, like, and I know that um, you're not just there to make up numbers, but I'm assuming Nick does want to win a championship at some point in time. Can they deliver, like, is this the right team for, him for that to happen? Or will we always have the odd race win, like an SMP or a Bathurst, that uh, that's really their ceiling? Uh, I think if there is not a significant levelling of the playing field with Gen 3, he will not, and he remains at BJR, BJR will always be an also-ran. Mm. I, I can't see them. The best predict the best prediction of future behaviour is past behaviour, yep. and I just can't 
see BJR currently winning a championship. No, no, that's and fair that's enough. because they're up against some great. It's like saying Very good team, we couldn't yeah. expect Jordan in Formula One to win a championship mm. or whatever. They'll have great days, oh, but they'll have more poor days than great days. I think. Mm. All Righto. right, a uh, last one before we take a quick break and then be back with the rest of the top ten in sixth position. It is Mark Winterbottom. His best is P four. He can own real estate in P four. He's been P4, there that many absolutely. times. Absolutely, P four at Mount Panorama and at Sandown. He's qualified. P2 at race one of the Triple Crown, and we saw his car just decided to uh, turn itself off. Um, he's had eight out of 19 top 10 finishes. However, four of those were in the top five. Uh, do you want to go first for something different, Matty? Sure. I'm going to give Mark Winterbottom a C+. Plus. Uh, he must not let the frustration of others in the class get to him. <laughs> Stay focused. Ah, there you go. I like that one. That's very good. There you go. I'm, I'm actually going to give him a, a B plus. Oh, that's the best I, one you've given. I, I believe Mark Winterbottom's performance far outweighs the far outweighs the rest of the class. The the, the rest of the class, <laughs> who are also wheeling, you know, a you know, rusty wheelbarrow. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Righto. Hey, let us know what you think. Oh, four, Don't double... look at me like that. You're looking at me like you know what you didn't. Oh, you know four. what you just said was harsh. Oh, 04. I think he's sorry. Sorry, team. he's doing a great. He's doing a great job. Well, he's in front of his his teammate. His teammate who sits next to him in class. <laughs> and Drew? and they are fifth in the uh, teams championship points. Correct. Which so. is also akin to P nowhere. Just mm. by the way. Mm. So, hey, look, let us know what you think of the... Uh, the like everyone gets a ribbon award. <laughs> let, us, <laughs> let us know. <laughs> Text in 0433981116. What would your grades be for the back half of the top 10? We'll take a quick break and wrap up with the top end of town, as Mark uh, Scaife would say. We'll do that right here on the driver's seat. All thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia together. This is The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Welcome back to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia together. We are doing our mid-year report card here. We've just done uh, places 10th to 6th. Uh, we'll get to some of your texts first. So um, I, I think this first... this first text to you might be a slightly disappointed about a report card don't you think maddie because we are doing the top 10 we are someone's text in uh text uh, on number four four six uh i want jack smith's report card. <laughs> <laughs> i, I, I just you, saw that i answer. love our audience sometimes that is a crazy text <laughs> Stevie J, what's tech? What's uh, Jack Smith's? Oh, well, yeah, if you if if you're going off Tasmania, I'd say it's a, a solid C plus to a B minus. And I suppose Matthew, give him a report card for I, the other. Am rounds. I giving? <laughs> am I, how about you take? So you you give him the number, uh, the letter, and I'll give him the comments. So what are you saying? A C plus? I'm saying actually, I'm going to say a C, a straight a C. C. Okay. And if I were to write the comments. And I would be truthful. Mm. I would possibly say, due to Jack's father being an important donor to the school, Jack's place <laughs> will be cemented in the curriculum. Should Jack's father, however, decide not to donate to the school, and maybe put Jack further, in another school, that may put Jack's position in jeopardy. I think that's diplomatic. Oh, that's, yeah, mm. it is, isn't it? Fairly diplomatic. I think you like that? <laughs> 
Well done there. Well done. All right, let's get get back to the the report card, shall we? Uh, In fifth position, it is Cameron Waters from Tickford Racing. The best uh, result that he's had, winner, race 11 at the bend. He's had three armour or pole positions, four podiums, 12 out of 19 top 10 finishes, eight of those in the top five. Um, Now, we'll go with you, Stevie J. Oh, Matthew, Matthew, Matthew. <laughs> oh, that's, see, that's what I usually got at my school reports. When my father was reading, you went Matthew, Matthew, Matthew. Matthew. C minus, I'm going to give him. Mm-hmm. Oh, C minus. Yep. I ex- wow. And honestly, after the way. That's hard grading. Yeah, but after the way Cam finished year 11, he was very, very good. He was top of the class. Mm-hmm. And he's definitely not top of the class now. He's well back in the mid-pack if you're talking the top 10. So he's, you know, whether it's him, whether it's his team, whether it's a bit of both, um, they all need to lift. I think that's a fair assumption. That's a fair fair assumption. I'm actually giving him a B. I just think he's driving... Just a straight B? What he can. I just think he's driving as best he can the buggy that he's been given. So, because I, I think if you gave him a triple eight buggy or a DJR buggy, he'd be fast. He'd be winning races. Yeah, of course. But I, I, but we I, gotta, we gotta grade the package, not the individual. Well, I no, see, I disagree. I think you can, I think you can judge the individual on this. Well, one. you can. But... If I were to give him his team a mark, it would be a C minus, and he's driving a B. Yeah, that's yeah. He okay. can go to a bad school and be the best student. Oh, hundred yeah, percent. We always yeah, say, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Or like me, go to the best school and be a bad. Student. <laughs> uh, in fourth position here on our mid-year report card, uh, we've got Will Davison. Now, his uh, best sort of results has been uh, back-to-back poles at the last two races so far. It's his first poles since 2014, I think it was. Uh, yep. His last win came in 2016, but he's been very strong. Seven podiums out of the uh, 19 races. Uh, nine out of 19 top five finishes. So very, very strong there. Uh, Maddie, what do you think? I am going to write here. I'll do my comments first. Okay. Class highlight. Maturity is his strength and he is a good leader to the younger members of the class. A. Yep. Yep. I, I, won't, fault, I won't fault that. I think Matthew saw my report card. No. <laughs> and I copied. can't read your writing, mate. I've so. got a, I've got an A here for Wilbur as well. And, oh yeah, you do too. And my comments are very very similar in that um, he is he was probably tainted at the new school to not mm. partake mm. and be as impressive or mm. as high as he was in that class I'd agree with that. previously. Yep. But he has surprised a lot of uh, a lot of people and a lot of teachers, and he is showing <laughs> up some of the. Totally. Well-seasoned uh, well yep. kids in the school. So, um, you know, kudos to him. And Including his much-lauded teammate. Exactly. So everyone thinks that I've been harsh on. his teammate of C-minus. Exactly. Yeah. So there you go. And there's, right. there's, a, there's a great example, too, of a bloke, and I'm not talking about his current role now, but just in his track record, of a bloke that, if we're using the analogy of doing well in a bad school, he won Bathurst. Uh, with Techno, not saying that they're a bad team, but they're definitely not up the front end of, of uh, pit lane. Uh, he, he took, uh, he got multiple podiums with Phil Mundy in uh, 23 Red mm-hmm. Racing. Yep. And he's definitely, he wasn't in powerhouse teams. And I think uh, he's really, um, I think both of these A's are well-deserved. So uh, good on you, Wilbur. Um, in a third position, Chaz Mostert, the man of the moment. 
the race winner um, at Simmons Plains and in Darwin. He's got one armor or pole position and five podiums, eight out of 19 top five finishes. Uh, what do we think of Chazzy Mozzie, Steve? Uh, not, not, uh, do we go with you, Steve? Yeah, we'll yeah, go with you, Steve. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give Chazzy Mozzie a B plus Ooh. because I really think that, um, you know, he's – He's actually been busy this year, you know, with with double duties. So I think he's he's done a, a very good job where he's at. I still don't think we've seen the best of him. So I think that there is more to come from Chazzy Mozzie as the school builds around him. Yeah, I, look, I agree. I've actually given him an A. What did you give him? B plus. B plus. I've given him an A with the comments: being less of a class clown is serving him well. I oh, th- that's an interesting one because I th- I don't think he's changed that much. You think so? Yeah, I think he's. I think just some maturity has crept in. He's still fun. He's, he's got still like. He's got more serious, but sure. he's more serious. He's more serious. He's the he's the defined team leader. He's building a team around him, and I just think he's been a bit more serious, and I think it's serving him well. Hence the reason they re-signed him. And there's some talk that he may get overseas at some stage and have a test in an Indy car. With Andretti and not with Andretti, yeah, with with uh, McLaren IndyCar. Very nice, very nice, mm. and and I think you're spot on there. Uh, and just to extend that sort of metaphor too, he seems to have really lifted his classmates as well. Yep, like yep. they Agreed. they seem to. Uh, there's yep. some very good morale there. Good and influence. I, I think it was you that said it, Maddie, a couple of weeks ago that if there was any team that was going to challenge the big boys and DJR and Triple Eight, probably mm-hmm. Walkinshaw just had their nose in front. Uh, compared to Tickford. But um, uh, we'll move into the top end of town here. Uh, Jamie Wincup, second in the championship. Race winner at Simmons Plains. He's had six podiums, nine out of 19 top five finishes, 12 out of 19 top 10 finishes. This is his final year at the school before he becomes principal. Weirdly enough. (laughs) (laughs) That's very funny. (laughs) Um, We'll start with you, Matty. How do you rate J-Dub? I'm giving him an A and the comments of having a great year. He's a top student and a solid contributor. Wow. Jeez, the A's are coming very thick and fast. Well, we're at the top three, so why wouldn't they? You don't get top three in this championship unless you're bloody I'm giving him a B plus. Okay, fair enough. Really? Because, yep, but. After this weekend or the next two weekends, where we know how strong he is in Townsville, it could end up being an A. But right now, he's a B plus because although he's doing a solid job, um, he is being well, well, well outshone by his teammate, by his class constituent. As is everybody else in the class. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But but you can't can't compare them because they're not not writing with the same pen. Yeah, that's actually good. That's a good one. I'll <laughs> type it on the same computer. Exactly. Well done, all typewriters and he's on a Mac. Exactly. Well done. Um, first and top of the class at the moment is Shane Van Gisbergen. Six straight wins to start the season. Eight race wins. 11 podiums. 11 out of 19 top five finishes. 13 out of 19 top 10 finishes. How do we rate SVG even after Steve broke his collarbone after uh, a collarbone after oh, a playground? It wasn't me; it was Jet. Don't you hate it when you break a collarbone? I'm blaming on my son because he's not here to defend himself. <laughs> but uh, after a sure. bit of a, after a bit of a playground scuffle with some bikes, he went and yep. injured himself, and <laughs> someone had to make a phone call to his parents. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, his dad rang me. Yeah, very, very awkward. <laughs> awkward. Um, Maddie, we should we should uh, call out our score for this last one. Together, right? I feel in three, two, two one, one, A plus. There you go. I don't think there was any. If you said anything less, 
I would have really, really have checked if you had rocks in your brain. So what, what are your comments? Uh, my comments are, you know, 100% focused, extremely, uh, I, I guess, lifted, definitely lifted his game from from uh, from the previous year's uh, grade. And uh, I think just a, an absolute pleasure to work with in class. Uh, mine are top of the class. Great example when you combine hard work and talent. I think that's uh, very well done there. And going on what going on what you said before too about you know um, if you have a if you, if you have a I've just seen that text that came in. Yeah, I was just going to say <laughs> Nimsy with Jamie with Jamie. He is a B plus at the moment, but. If Jet was to get his seat for next year, he's an A+. Plus. <laughs> uh, thank you and for... Don't worry, folks. That's th- not happening. Yes. That's, that's, <laughs> don't rush out and put a 20 Jet on it. Johnson, it's not happening. Triple eight. Car triple eight. Far out. You'll be seeing that on Speed Cafe tomorrow. Um, that was Hey, Tommy from Toowoomba, Nimsy. He wants me to grade Stevie and oh, Stevie can't... to grade me. You want to do that after the break? No, we'll do that. I reckon we do that now. Come on. While, we're, while we're still Go in school. Go, Stevie J. Uh, for you? Yeah, I know what I've had. It's Matthew, not be great. I'm going to give you a C yeah. minus. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. That's fair. I'm going to give you a B. Thank you. Fair. I think. Uh, Can't drive a wedge between us, Tommy. We're best mates. It's <laughs> not going it. to happen. Look at this. This is going to be a very. However, awful... don't make us fight over a pie because that may be a struggle. Especially a full throttle barbecue pie. <laughs> oh, my God. They are the best in Newcastle, aren't they? They are the best in Newcastle by a long way. I know. Move it on. While, we were, while we're talking about State of Origin, State of Origin 3 will be in Newcastle. So if you are oh, yeah. going to be there. Um... Duck around a full throttle barbecue and full throttle custom garage. Have a look. Yeah. Beresfield. New South Wales. You could do a lot worse, trust me. Um, not bad, that. I'll, I'll cut that up. Uh, this is The Driver's Seat. We'll wrap it all up with some loose ends right after this. This is The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. Welcome back to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia together. If we're going to give, um, you know, uh, rep- rep- if we're handing out kudos and Hello. whatnot, i got to say, uh, the big G, who's a first-time oh, texter, he's a long-time listener, yes. Very good new student in the classroom. Great contributor. 100%. Love your work, the big G. He's written in. He said, evening, boys, again. About time we had some honest appraisal on Cam Waters. His only win came after he missed the second race, so he would have uh, had fresher tyres than anyone else. His report card should read, tries hard, but let down by others. Brilliant one. Which is what we That's, said. We've, B, but... Good work, His Big team G. would get a C minus. Love it, Big G. Please continue to text in, Big G. We, yeah, you know, don't this be the last time, Big G. Mm. Uh, another one too. Pete from Cranbourne jumps in once more with Super Two and Super Three both switching to the eighteen-inch wheels this season. What are your thoughts on the new Kumo V8 Classic Series starting up as a way to use up the old seventeen inches? Always love to see a new series for old supercars popping up. Totally, well, I probably would. Oh, it's, I would imagine that's where they're going to go. Mm. So mm. you know, they currently run them, mm. so they'll be in. Uh, 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 a sea of 17-inch wheels that they can probably buy for reasonably cheap because yeah. people and supercar teams will want to be, or Super 2 teams will want to be getting rid of them. And it's a great training ground. Like yeah. if, if I if you, if I had it, like if, say let's let's say Jet, right, who wants to build a career in motorsport. If it were for mine, I'd say TA2 or Trans Am for a couple of years, then put him into Super 3, Super 2, main game. Mm-hmm. Graduate him up through the steps. I love it. I think I think that is a great Thing to and, be doing. and when we talked to Nathan Hearn last week, and you can catch up mm. on that on the drive set, that's pretty much what he 
pretty much uh, said that he was trying to do there, Matty. Yep. Um, some other, bit of news, some loose ends before we wrap up for the evening. Um, opening bids have rolled in for supercars. Yes. Very interesting. Isn't look that at some, interesting? Now, look hmm. at some of these names. So you've got uh, our good mate, Mark Scaife there. Mm-hmm. He's in defence. The fans are defence. They're all in defence. Uh, he's got a little uh, partnership <laughs> that he's having up. And I can tell you, what would you say about that, Mark? Oh, in defence. That's massive. <laughs> <laughs> you've, you, you've got a uh, you've got a group made up of Paul Morris, Peter Addison, Pete Smith, Mick Doohan, and Alan Gow. Alan, Alan Gow, Gow. Yep. Yeah. yep. James Gordon's manager. GCC. And this is an interesting one too. The ARG also, uh, who own TCR Australia, of course. Yep. Some interesting yep. names there. Yeah, some good names, and I think there's another, maybe another Smokey somewhere that might come out of uh, the backstalls company called TEG, which is the parent company of Ticketek. Um, so it's all happening. As uh, I like it, it it, um, it only takes one party to buy. Like if you talk from a real estate point of view, it only takes one party to buy mm-hmm. a property. But it's nice when you got four competing for it. Mm. So um, I think that Tim Miles, who is part of Triple Eight and and part of uh, he races to Porsche, be. I think he's out, he's now. out now, isn't yep. he? Races Porsche. Um, he did the original deal with Archer. What was that, 2013, something like that, yep. or around there? Um, around so, the car of the future, wasn't so it? So he's doing all of that too. Um, I like the competing – I like having people compete for a property. I think it's a fantastic thing. Who do I think is going to get it? Should we put a fiver on you reckon who's going to get it? Could be done by the end of the year too, Stevie J. So do you want to put a full throttle meat pie on which group for you? For you, Which group for me? Yep. I'm I'm – I'm tipping ARG. You're going to tip ARG? Mm. Love it. Because if we get onto ARG, then Gee, that's a, that's Trans Am a, might get on the supercar bill. And that's uh, a powerhouse of like a motorsport package as well. Like yeah, when you well, think about yeah. that. It is, but I also like money. And I like people who are proper promoters. And I like people who have got experience. That's exactly right. So <laughs> the consortium of Morris, Peter Adderton, who owns Boost Mobile, of course, Pete Smith, Mick Doohan, and Alan Gow. They are that, some big swingers. Heavy hitters. They are some big swingers. We've seen Pete yeah. Addison will put his money where his mouth is. Absolutely. He's got a big mouth and, and big money He's too. got a very big mouth <laughs> and lots of money to stick through it. So I like that. You've also got a competitor that's involved there. Uh, you've got an international competitor in doing, and you've got um, Gao who basically has re- Juvenated and runs British Touring Car Championship, which is now really, really strong. So I like, I like that. So mm. full throttle meat pie on uh, on that group for me, if you don't mind. There you go. Uh, what would you think though? Like, does someone? It has to go. The the TEG, uh, the parent company of Ticketek, one interests me a little bit. But you really want someone that knows the sport, don't you? Correct. Yeah, exactly. Not just all sports, but but our particular sport. I think that's what you want. I mean, Andrew Medici once said to me, if there's a horse in a, in a race called um, uh, self-importance, um, back it. Mm. And I just, think, I just think that Paul Morris, Peter Adderton, they see it from a business perspective, but they see it from a fan's perspective. And I like that. So we'll see. Yeah, they do, don't they? Um, a couple more loose ends before we wrap up for the evening. Um, the news came out. Mustangs and ZB Commodores will be joining Super 2 from 2023. So the Gen 2 cars will join the current Car of the Future makes. So the VF Commodore, the FGX Falcon, and the Nissan Altima will also be joined in 2023 by the ZB and the Mustang. That's the Gen 2 Mustang. Mm -hmm. They'll share the same track, but they will race 
in two different classes. Gen 2 in one, Car of the Future in the other. Does that also include, that won't include Super 3. You'd think it wouldn't include Super 3 as well. I don't, I don't think Might it will. in some races, but not throughout. But that'll the be a separate yet. class again. Yeah, that'll be a separate class yeah. again. Yeah. Right if they now, do race together. Which is what they do now. Again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, Nimsy, this is, this is no shock. This is a no-brainer. Where were they going to go? They can't, they can't race them after the Gen 3 comes in, so they're always going to go there. So that, that's no shock. And, by the way, they're pretty well the same cars. So yeah, it's, it's just a different body. So They'll, they'll probably have to uh, – yeah, you're right. They, it's literally a car of the future, just Gen 2, like even though he's right. labelled that. Uh, and last but not least, too, Team Penske have got their first IndyCar win for the season. Joseph Newgarden uh, got the Honda Indy 200. That's 200, right? I have written that correctly. It's not yeah, no, you're right. It's not 2,000, or they'd still be going. Uh, now, he was absolutely dominant there. Scotty Mack, though, had probably one of his first bad days at the office in IndyCar. Yeah, he did. But yeah, he it, was team, up, it was a team screw-up. It too. was a team screw-up. He still ended up 12th, but it could have been, could have been quite a bit better. And yeah. he, I think he, he actually – it's the first time I've seen him showcase his frustration – Yes. He's normally very cool, calm, and collected. Yes. And, and this is yep. one of the – you're right. It's one of the first times – because because right, literally this entire season, he's looked like a kid at Christmas the entire time. He's been having so much fun. But you're right. This is the first time where, where it's been like, oh, geez, like, okay, come on. Like, he's visibly shown some frustration, and he wasn't happy leaving this round. No. No, he wasn't happy, and I like that. I like that he's not happy because a lot of rookies go in there and they go, as long as they finish – they go, oh, that's a good weekend. I finished without yeah. crashing the car. He's not happy that he's not in the top 10. So just shows his yep. dedication and yep. his, his desire to win and yep. be successful there like that. in general. Indeed. Yeah. Hey, Nimsy, did you see that text that just came in from uh, Mobile Ending 342? Make sure you put your name on it, guys. Yeah, when you, when you send through. He sent a few through, but yeah. no name. Yeah, he said, hey, you guys are tryhards most of the time. Yes. Correct, we are. I'd, I'd, uh, I'd, I'd disagree with that and say we're pretty much all the time, but anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How do we rate ourselves that. this year? <laughs> How do we rate ourselves this year? I assume you're meaning in the car. Um, Stevie J, how well, would you rate yourself? Yeah, in the car. Oh, mm. I, I'm an A plus every time I step into <laughs> my Ranger. I'm heading home tonight, I'm an A+. Plus. Oh, look, yep. I, I'd give myself a solid B plus because I do want to try the uh, McDonald's Big Mac family to celebrate 50 years of Maccas. No, I'm not really an A plus. I, 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 I always downplay, you know, and you always. know what it's like. I'm always. probably a C maybe. Oh, I think you're being a bit harsh on yourself. Maybe. I've made too many mistakes, so I'm a definite C minus. I think you are spot on with your judgment. I'm a C minus this year, no doubt. Outside of the car corporately, A plus, baby. Oh, A plus. A you plus are all corporate. the way, baby. But inside the car, ooh, solid C minus. Solid C minus. <laughs> I am taking up the chair I, for a younger, talented driver. Yeah. And I don't care. I, I think the, the big G's uh, the big G's text in mm. um, does sort of half summarize a bit of you too, Matty. The last bit, especially the last bit, his report card should read, tries hard but let down by others. I still don't think Whoa, I still don't think your car. I still don't think your car's right. I've always no, said that. It's not right. It's not right. And but that's we'll what you're that. doing. We will fix it. No, because I have no idea what a spanner looks like. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. yeah when, when you said we will fix it, there was a very little part of you. Hey, yeah, fix there's, it there. there's no I in team, my friend. Hey, you know, have you have you seen uh, Days of Thunder, Nimsy? Yeah. 
when he sits down and he goes, I don't have the vocabulary. Well, I don't have the vocabulary either. I have no idea how to do it. I've got to so. dig up that sound button for next week. But um, yeah. <laughs> hey, a big I'm thank you to stupid. Nick Perk. A big thank you for Nick Perkett <laughs> for jumping on board the driver's seat this week. A big thank you to Malcolm Owens. Thank you for everyone that texted in. Boys, we're going, well, we're not going racing, but we get to watch some racing yeah. this weekend. Absolutely. How cool. How yeah. cool. Let's get the driver rankings up next week. I'll be the up there. Drive through Johnson's back in business. Oh, <laughs> look, <laughs> look out at the Mad Cow. Look out, Toyota. Look out, the Toyota 86 competitors. That's it. We'll see you next week here on the driver's seat. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.